Welcome to the NLPCourses.com show, where we push past the hype and pull back the velvet curtains of creating a successful life with NLP. Diving into physiology, neuroscience, and linguistics so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home and in your career, moving beyond the techniques so that you can make a name, make money, or make a difference. Tune in weekly if you care more than others think wise as we set out on our quest to uncover the secrets of successful people from all walks of life. Make sure you head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to receive our newsletter and receive free transcripts of each show. Here's your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy Rice. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. My name is John Cassidy Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host. What are we going to start to explore this week? Well, I was thinking about how do we create maps of the world that we then operate through? Now, one of the ways that we do that is through language. So if you change your language, would you change your map of the world that you then operate through? Interesting idea. So I was thinking, do we get into ruts with the words that we use? And when we do, does that shape our thinking? Okay, let's take a step back. So according to the magazine The Economist, when you were aged between two and 10, it was amazing how many new words you were learning on a daily basis. By age of four, you knew 5,000 words. By the age of 10, that had doubled to 10,000 new, fresh and exciting words. Then, one day, during your adulthood, you settle for a fixed range of about 20,000 words. Now, to put this into perspective, that on average we're using 20,000 words. How many number of words are there in the English language? Well, again, according to the Global Language Monitor, and that's .com, number of words in the English language, drum roll please, is 1,025,109.8 words. Wow. It was on June the 10th, 2009 at 10.22am, that's GMT, that the millionth word came in in quite a controversial way. Because the, million, the millionth word, in case you're interested, was Web 2.0, which essentially means on your website, and the technical term for that is the World Wide Web site, the technology went beyond static pages into much more of a dynamic process. Currently, apparently, there is a new word created every 98 minutes, or about 14.7 words per day. Now, I'm not sure who's coming up with the 0.7th word, but they haven't quite figured it out, I guess, on a daily basis. Now, when we consider that we could utilize maps to create new realities for ourselves, the potential is huge. The sad thing is our own individual maps, which we're creating through language, Yes, I acknowledge there are other ways to create maps of the world. But language is a very powerful way. Have become predictable and safe. 
New words no longer seem to be seductive to us. And instead of enjoying the romance of vocabulary, we put our feet up and become cosy and warm and safe. Now, if language does indeed create these maps of the world, it is time to take your slippers off and let's get into those words. Now, it's Gregory Bateson, an English anthropologist, a social scientist, a linguist, a visual anthropologist, and a cyberneticist. But he was born in 1904 and died in 1980s. Once said, which is a long introduction, the map is not the territory. Okay, another way of putting that. The menu is not the food. How often have you mistook the description of the food in the menu for the food itself? So the map is not the territory. Okay, a little explanation, because I've said that kind of phrase that we create maps of the world that we then operate through. Now I'm saying the map is not the territory, which is one of the presuppositions in NLP, i.e. one of the beliefs we have that makes NLP work. Okay then, so another way of putting this, just to give us an idea of what we mean, we create this map that we then use to guide us through life. So we think about the London Underground Map. The London Underground Map a very useful map if you want to catch a tube in London. Now, the biggest insight into creating that map, which is, uh, I think it's world famous for being a map, and it's iconic, is that that map is useful. It helps us do what we need to do, i.e. get across London. And sometimes it's a little bit crowded down there, I get that. And I understand it can be quite a party. Everybody chats, it's fun, there's music. Running on the London Underground. Don't write me in about your experiences of the London Underground. But that map is not exactly what it looks like underground. It is not that neat and tidy. And in fact, what we find is that map deletes a whole range of information that is down underneath the ground about the tubes. It also distorts what it looks like and generalizes certain ideas. Now, is the map of the London ground useful? It is. So that's what I mean, we create maps of the world that we then operate through. We're creating a map that serves us at certain points in our lives. But every now and again, we need to update that map. And one of the things that we're proposing here is that you could potentially change your map of the world and change your life. Ah, oh, the idea I find is so exciting. So what words that you don't know, that if you did know, would enrich your map and you'd become outrageously successful in every area of your life? Well, if I knew them, John. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's play with this idea a little bit further. Okay, let me ask you another question. If you don't have a word for something, does it exist in your world? I acknowledge that it exists in the world. What I'm asking you, does it exist in your world? Hmm. Well, you might say, well, yes, I have this thing called thingy. Now the word thingy is a word for it. So it's starting to come into your attention.
Okay, let's take this on a little bit further. When did you first come across NLP? Now, if you know various people into NLP, some people say, well, I've been involved in NLP a couple of decades now. Some people say I learned about it last year. Some people say a couple of weeks ago, maybe this is your first exposure to the idea of what is NLP. If it is, welcome. Welcome to this wonderful, rich map of success that NLP offers. Okay then, right. Now here's the question then. Where was it before you knew about it? And yet now, now that you know about it, that you have language that expresses the idea of NLP, it is everywhere. You're chatting to friends who you've known for many, many years, and you say, oh, I'm into this NLP thing. And they said, oh yeah, I did that back in the 1980s. And you go, you did not say. And they said, I did, I wanted to talk about it, but you didn't seem to be interested. Now, if you go into bookshops, you'll find there's books everywhere on it, on the radio, on television, all over the internet. There seems to be NLP everywhere. So where was it before you knew about it? What was happening, you were deleting that information, distorting it, maybe even generalizing, making certain generalizations about it because it did not fit your map of the world. Wow, this is starting to become intriguing. So change your language, change your thoughts. Have you noticed you come across certain people that seem alive and fresh with new ideas and perspectives about life and can often reinvent themselves on a regular basis. Now after exploring a whole range of these people, because humans fascinate me, oh yeah, we're wonderfully interesting, I started to notice some patterns. And one of the things that people who are great at transformation in their own lives and not necessarily helping other people, but transforming their own lives. How do they keep engaged? They seem to be interested in life on many areas, which encompasses reading different types of books, getting involved in sports, studying the arts, pursuing cookery, just to name a few things. Now, several years ago, I brought over a friend of mine from America called uh, Mark Fox. Mark Fox is wonderful. I think I may have mentioned him before. Now Mark Fox was one of the youngest engineers ever to work at NASA. He worked on the Challenger. Now it wasn't his fault that it went kaboom. No, 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 no. But he's an amazing man to hang out with. He truly is. Just five, ten minutes with Mark and he has your brain racing with potentials of ideas. And what he talks about, because he does a whole workshop for some of the biggest companies in the world about creativity is exposing yourself to many different ideas so he says one of the habits he has when he's about to jump on the plane he will buy a book on a subject he knows nothing about so it could be knitting fly fishing and uh, well he does know about engineering i was going to say engineering uh, but he grabs books on topics he knows nothing about and reads them and he says, you never know what you're going to learn that you can apply to your work life, to your home life. Sponsor of this week's NLPCourses.com podcast show, the NLP Practitioner Training, designed to transform your life. Attend the first day completely free. Find out more. Head over to the website to secure your place with the next NLP Practitioner. 
And his book, which I highly recommend by the way, is called Leonardo da Vinci and the 40 Answers. Leonardo da Vinci and the 40 Answers. And the idea behind that book is this. Any problems that you're having in life, there are only 40 answers that will solve those problems. So uh, the idea is one or a combination of these 40 answers would solve any problem you're having in life, which is an intriguing idea. Now it's a great book, so if you want to rush over to Amazon and grab yourself a copy now, I'll wait. And I still think Mark gives you access to a free download to his website of the book. And if you head over to slizerfox.com, slizerfox.com, and you'll find the book as a PDF download. Mark is amazing. If you connect with him, say John says hi. So let's jump back on topic of this idea of language. So let's consider one of the fundamental principles in language in NLP, which is visual, auditory, kinesthetic words and phrases. So if I invite you to add in auditory words that you don't normally use, so I'm not asking you to go and listen to new things. All I'm inviting you to do is to add in an auditory word that you don't normally use, you will spontaneously start to hear new things around you. If I invite you to add in visual words and phrases that you don't normally use, then you will start to see new things around you. Yes, they have always been there, but you have been deleting them. If I invite you to add in kinesthetic, feel, touch and emotion words that you don't normally use, you will spontaneously start to have new feelings and emotions. Not necessarily overnight, but over a period of time. Now isn't that amazing? By adding the word into your vocabulary, it opens it up to your map of the world. So what about effect of reading? Yes, uh, we've said this many, many times in this session that reading, exposing yourself to new words will help also, not just in your communication, but in the way that you think. So is there a style of writing that has particularly been designed to create a shift in your perspective, to use words in such a way that it has an impact on the way that you think? There is. Well, it's not creative writing, because creative writing is all about entertaining. It's not about journalism, because journalism, at its heart, is meant to be about the facts. The facts are nothing but the facts, ma'am. So what writing has been designed, normally with an economy of words, to have the greatest impact? Well, it's poetry. And one of my favourite authors and writers and speakers is a gentleman called Roy H. Williams who's written The Wizard of Ads. Highly recommend it. He suggested to me to read a poem a day, ideally out loud, because it's like taking vitamins for your communication. Now Roy is a man of action, so he gave me a book and that book was called A Poem a Day. 
And what may surprise you to learn, in that book, A Poem A Day, there was 365 poems. Wow. Okay then, so the next logical step then would to take on from this, well, maybe not logical, but the idea I'd like to lead us down, is what would be the effect of reading a dictionary from cover to cover? Well, do you know what? I went on a little search on the website and I found various places where people have read the dictionary from cover to cover and said it's made a huge difference to their lives. For example, Malcolm X, the activist, transformed his life through reading a dictionary from cover to cover. Yeah, I know, the full dictionary. And apparently, it's one of the things he credit or credited of becoming the person, becoming the leader that had a powerful, lasting effect in America. Now, you could argue he had the time to do it because he was in prison at the time. I also found a post on a Canadian job board about a lady who, called Emily who was saying she was really struggling in life. She had no work, finding it hard to get ahead. So, she says she sat down and read the dictionary from cover to cover. And it helped her get past all those hurdles because it changed the way that she thought. Mm. So go ahead, grab a dictionary and read it from cover to cover. The last word in Collins Concise English Dictionary, the 21st century edition, is Zymergy. Now Zymergy is a noun given to a branch of chemistry concerned with fermentation process in brewing. Oops, I've given away the ending of the dictionary. Oh dear, at least it wasn't the butler who did it. But go ahead, grab a dictionary, start reading. So the question becomes, it's not to be or not to be, is to actively learn new words or not to learn new words? That is the question. And this podcast all come about because somebody asked me, so what is it about NLP that makes people so successful? And I've been exploring that and paying attention to my students and asking them questions. And you know, a lot of them kind of say things along the lines of, you know what, I can't really pinpoint it down to one thing in NLP that completely changed my life. And so I got thinking about that. And because we spend so long exploring the effects of language and learning different language patterns, I believe that to be transformational in your life on multiple areas. And that's why the impact of NLP training can last a lifetime. So in the back of your mind, you might start to notice a little idea forming, developing itself into language. And the words may start as, as a whisper to begin with, which is, let's go take some NLP training with John. And then you'll start to find it becoming louder and louder until you're ready and wanting to come and take some training. And if you do decide to, we'd be honored for you to choose our training here in the UK. If you want to bring us out to where you are, contact us, let us know. Any questions, 
any way that we can help you, please do let us know. I look forward to hearing from you. Have a wonderful week. Until next time, take care. Thank you for tuning in. You were just listening to NLPCourses.com podcast show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and make sure to head over to NLPCourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter where we keep you updated with in-depth NLP topics. Subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes on neuro linguistics, programming, and beyond.